This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. The Big Ten season is coming to a wrap pretty soon. And let's wrap up this past weekend and week 11. A lot of things happened. A lot of things happened before the weekend even started. Let's address those as more things came out at the University of Michigan. Linebackers coach Chris Partridge was fired on Friday. This because uh, allegedly Michigan has said that he was trying to warn staffers and players not to say or cooperate with the Big Ten and NCAA investigation. Hence the language in his contract, Michigan was allowed to fire him. Things are not looking good at Michigan. Plus, there's now more smoke that it could be another name that's about to drop. For those saying, why don't you just wait? Why don't you just wait? Because this is rare. The NCAA and the Big Ten has found uh, improprieties happening in real time. Normally, these things happen years from now. And you're like, okay, well, you know, you find out that, yeah, five years ago, this coach did this or you paid off this player. These things are happening right here and right now, which is why you're seeing a call for swift action. I've always been one. I hate when players who are not on the team who are still in high school are being punished for something they had nothing to do with. If you're going to punish people, you punish people who are involved with it. That's the fair punishment to me. That's why you're seeing this process not even being expedited. For those who are saying, well, there's no due process, what, what, what do you need due process for? Very simple, guys. If you're still arguing over splitting hairs and what about this, you know what the funny thing is about the truth? The truth doesn't need an elaborate explanation. The truth is the truth. The truth is short. If you have to explain and, hey, did you take the cookie out the cookie jar? If your next answer is, well, it wasn't a cookie. Really, it was a Fig Newton. And is a Fig Newton really a cookie? And it wasn't in a cookie jar. It was really in a in a just a, a on a on a plate. So I didn't take it technically out. of. Once you start doing the technical stuff, you're probably caught up in a lie. The truth is simple. A lie is complicated. If you have to explain it over and over again, chances are it's not a truth. If you have to rationalize it over and over again, chances are it's not the truth. The truth is simple. The truth is just what it is. And the truth will last the test of time. I've seen this go from this is a nothing burger. This is a witch hunt. It's going to be due process. Michigan and Santa Ono and War Manual are going to take you down to all of a sudden on Thursday, Michigan decided 
going to roll over. We're going to show our belly and we're not going to go to court. Remember, just days before Jim Harbaugh is saying, I want my moment in court. I want to be Tom Cruise and a few good men, except for you're going to end up being Colonel Jessup and a few good men. You would have probably said something that would have hurt you. I think Michigan did not want anything to come out in that court case. There was not going to be no cameras allowed, but it was going to be reporters in there with pen and paper writing down all the salacious facts that they were hearing. Michigan did not want that. They didn't want more to come out. They got smart. I said a long time ago, you should have settled this thing and this would have been over. But no, you had to be bold. and You had to show your balls. And guess what? This is where you are right now. Your coach took the three-game suspension. And this Michigan team, it's not the same without Jim Harbaugh being there. It is not the same at all. When you look at a lot of the stuff that's going on, how about this? Ever since the whole Stallions things came out, the team gave up 53 points in the first eight weeks. And in the last three weeks, they the defense has given up, Michigan's defense has given up 53 points. Your offense is not the same. J.J. McCarthy is not the same. He went from being the front, the front runner for the Heisman to nothing. He's gonna, he won't be invited to the ceremony. That's just where we are. You're seeing that this thing is starting to fall apart. I don't know if it's really affecting the players. I don't know what's going on, but this is a different team. And I look at this game coming up against Ohio State. And from what I from what I see, I see that this is a game that the Buckeyes should be able to win in Ann Arbor. For Michigan, the only thing you got going for you is it's going to be at home. You're going to have 110,000 fans behind you. But this team's in a tailspin, whether you can see it or not. I don't know how much of this has to do solely based on the controversy going on or what. But this is just not the same team. You have not covered in the last two games that Jim Harbaugh has not been on the side. And now I say that because according to the uh, BetMGM site, you're one and a half point favorites, one and a half point favorites. And you haven't covered in the last two games. You can do the math. So it's going to be a week where I think a lot of Michigan fans are going to rally together. We got to wait to see. I was hesitant doing a pod because it seems like every day I do one of these, something new drops. So as of now, on Monday at 11.46, nothing new has happened. Not to say that it won't, but as of now, nothing new has happened. For Michigan, you got to get focused. You got Ohio State coming in here. Now, Ohio State has looked a lot better, but guys, in all fairness, Ohio State looks better because of the caliber of team they play. When Michigan played Minnesota and Michigan played Michigan State, they looked awesome. Ohio State looks that way down. Now, Travion Henderson is back. He looks healthy. This game is going to come down to what can Kyle McCord do on the road. The beauty of it is we saw him go into a hostile environment earlier this year against Notre Dame, and he pulled off a victory. It wasn't pretty, but they got the victory. The Ohio State defense had to step up, and I think that this is a game where they're going to have to heavily rely on the defense to help them win, or at least to keep things close. Now, Ohio State has not jumped out to great starts. They normally pick up in the third quarter. That could be the detriment of Ohio State because if Michigan gets up, then that train will start rolling and Ohio State will lose for three games in a row. It's imperative. You're the Buckeyes. You got to get out to an early start. And if you're Michigan, you can't, you got to jump out early. As a matter of fact, if you win the coin toss, take the ball, drive down. Now, what you cannot have are three and outs like how you started the Maryland game. 
because Ohio State has a better receivers. They got better tight ends. They got better running backs than the University of Maryland. Maryland has a better quarterback, but is he, though? Because uh, Talia Tungavaloa throws a lot of picks. He is not his brother. I can say that. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun game coming up. It's probably going to be two versus three when the college football playoff polls come out tomorrow or on Tuesday, depending on when you watch this. It's going to be a matchup. It's probably going to rival the matchup back in 2006 when it was one versus two. This game's going to be in Ann Arbor. This game's going to be interesting, but I can promise you this. There will be no Jim Harbaugh on the sideline. J.J. needs Jim Harbaugh like, you know, a fish needs water because he is not the same quarterback. I don't know if it's the security blanket or what. He's thrown four picks. He just looks average to pedestrian when there's when he doesn't look to the sideline and he doesn't see Jim standing there. When Jim is there, no picks. He throws a ton of touchdowns. He looks like a world beater. We're going to see. Sharon Moore, this is this is uh this game's all on you and Ryan Day. Who can outcoach the other? It's gonna be very simple. One and a half point favorite. The line is coming down. We don't know what's going on with Roman Wilson, at least as of now. And we don't know if anything else is gonna come out this week dealing with the University of Michigan and Connor Stallings. This it, it's blowing up in, in the Michigan's face. And if you're a Wolverine fan, Saturday can't get here fast enough because you just want to get on the field. You just want to prove everybody wrong, including people like myself. But as of now, hey, look, it's Jeff Rieger. Hold on. Jeff Rieger, I'm taping my pod right now, and I got you on speakerphone. What's that? I'm taping my pod, and I got you on speakerphone for a second. I don't know, but I'll call you back. Okay, All right. All right. Jeff Rieger calls in the middle of a pop asking about was Matt Ishby at the game yesterday? I was not at the game. So, Jeff, I don't know. Okay. But as I said, Ohio State looks very good. They play bad teams. Michigan is not looking good. You play Maryland. Maryland's a struggling team. Uh, right now, I'm leaning towards Ohio State winning that game and Ohio State representing the Big Ten because believe Wisconsin, I mean, Iowa made it. They clinched the spot in the Big Ten championship game, but is anybody afraid of Iowa? Heck, they've already fired their OC or at least told them he can't come back. Before I move on to my last thing, I do want to give a shout-out to Coach David Braun and the Northwestern Wildcats. Coach Braun should be the Big Ten Coach of the Year, plain and simple. Northwestern defeats Purdue at home. 23 to 15. Why is that significant? They're bowl eligible, folks. No matter what happens in this final week, Northwestern is going to a bowl game. If I told you at the beginning of the year, through all the scandal, through firing Coach Fitzpatrick, through the sexual hazing in the locker room, they had one win last year. They're going bowling this year. They had the same record as Colorado with Dion arriving. And remember the first month, Dion was everywhere. Coach Prime, guess who's going to a bowl game? Guess who is not? Yeah, Northwestern and Coach Braun. Congratulations. You, my friend, have earned the job. They took the interim tag off, and it's the smartest move ever. But then again, Northwestern is a smart school, so I expect that of them. So, yeah, Northwestern, Coach Braun, congratulations. He should be your Big Ten Coach of the Year. Uh, staying locally, Michigan State, 
found a way to come back and beat Indiana. Indiana got hit with a uh, with a grounding penalty that a lot of Indiana Hoosier fans, well, let's be real, it's not a ton of Indiana Hoosier football fans out there. You're more basketball fans. But Tom Allen was not happy afterwards where it looked like the quarterback and the receiver were on the wrong page. The quarterback throws it deep in the back of the end zone. He gets hit with a penalty, causing them to miss the game-winning field goal. MSU holds on to win. Would have been a game tying field goal. MSU holds on to win 24 to 21. It's significant because, well, Malik Carr ended up being your offensive Big Ten offensive player of the week. Nine catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. He actually had three, but one of the touchdowns got called back. Caden Hauser, he was your freshman of the week. Uh, 26 for 41 for 245 yards, three touchdowns. He did have two picks. He was your freshman of the week. It gives Michigan State something to build on. They've got four victories. They got Penn State coming up on Friday. Penn State's favored by like 20 points. I don't expect them to win that game, but I can say this. Harlan Barnett got this team not to quit. I also like the fact, personally, that they won wearing the Thy Shadows black jersey, at least the pants and the helmets, which means you won't be scrapping them for the next coach. Speaking of next coach, I expect Michigan State to name a, a new coach within – the next week or two. It could happen as soon as next Monday, but I ex actually expect it to happen after the uh, conference championship week. Now, one of the holdups was Michigan State wanted to hire a president. From what I've been told, they're on the verge of hiring the North Carolina uh, a president from the University of North Carolina. So that should be happening this week, and then they can put their focus on finishing up the coaches. Uh, talking to David Harnes from um, the Spartan Rivals website, and he was saying that they have confirmation that Michigan State is doing second interviews with four coaches, Mike Elko, the Duke head coach, Jonathan Smith, the Oregon State head coach, uh, Candle, Coach Candle, the Toledo coach, and also Arizona's coach, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Uh, the jetfish. They're all getting second interviews. Here's how I say: I like Jonathan Smith. I like what he's done at Oregon. But the problem is, sometimes you can be a good coach and a wrong fit. Look at Rich Rodriguez at Michigan, and it's not to Michigan. It's just Rich Rod was never going to work at Michigan. It's a different culture. Look at John L. Smith at Michigan State. He was never going to work. It's a different culture. Sometimes you can be a good coach but you don't fit the culture of that school because that school is not willing to adapt to your new way of thinking. So because of which you're going to be an outsider, and you're going to end up getting fired. That's why I'm not a big Jonathan Smith fan. It's not that he cannot coach folks because he's done a bang, bang up job at Oregon state. And besides, he probably wants to get out of a conference. That's the pack too, but I don't think that's it. Jetfish Jetfish is an interesting because he he did work for Michigan for two seasons, but he's also worked at like a ton of other schools. It's not like he was born and bred a, a Michigan Wolverine. He just simply had a stint there. The thing that may hurt him is, does he have any ties to Connor, Connor Stallions? That's it right there. Because if he does, if you're Michigan State, you want to talk about reason why you didn't want Urban because of controversy. You don't want to take a coach who could be coming in with, with, with you know, of starting uh, this team and setting them back instantly. Now he's doing a great job in Arizona, but Arizona, you know, there that university is cash strapped because of bad budgeting. 
So he's never going to make the money. The facilities there are poor. He could have an upgrade and everything. So Jetfish is a name to watch. John Candle, the coach of Toledo. That's the one that I think will really piss off the most Spartan fans because that's not the name that you want to hear. He's young. I think he's 43, but he's been at Toledo for at least head coach, I think, for nine seasons. And you're thinking to yourself, well, if you're that good, why haven't you moved? He's not sexy. He is not the guy that you're going to run out and renew your season tickets. I promise you that. I think he is the safe pick. I think he is the pick that will be there no matter what. You will pick up the phone in February and Candle will answer and say, yes, is this Michigan State? I'll take the job. But I don't think that this is the guy. Right now, I'm leaning more towards Mike Elko. I look at what he has done, how he sustained the Duke program, and what he did this year. And it wasn't a great year at Duke, but then again, he was on his third-string quarterback, and they still found ways to scheme and either win games or stay competitive in games. i got to say, this is really going to fall down on Allen Haller. But when you look at his other head coaches that he's brought in, whether it was women's basketball or men's hockey or men's soccer. These guys may not have had the greatest names, but, man, they are getting results. I got to lean on what Allen is doing. And I don't know this kind of goes against what I've said before, but I'm just starting to think that maybe, maybe this is the right way to go. When you go for the splash coach, you rarely get the splash, splash expectations, but you don't get splash results. I look at Jimbo Fisher. He was splash. You didn't get that. You look at uh, the last, every like Miami coach from Manny Diaz to Mario Cristobal. They're still in the same spot. Um, You look at Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Ole Miss can only go a certain point and then they fall. You look at Lincoln Riley and USC. Lincoln Riley's had the Heisman Trophy quarterback for two years. And USC still can't compete for the Pac-12 championship, let alone a national championship. You look at Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, and he was everybody was looking at him and what he was doing at Colorado. And I said it earlier. If I told you at the beginning of the season, after their first three games, that Northwestern would go to a bowl game and Colorado wouldn't, you would look at me sideways. But yeah, Deion in Colorado, a lot of hype, a lot of sizzle, no stake. And they they may finish with the same amount of victories as Michigan State, who fired their coach with Mel Tucker. Tucker got two. Harlan Barnett got two. Maybe hiring the name doesn't bring the expectation. Now, the sad reality for Spartan fans, it means that probably going to have another year of not going to a bowl game. That's going to be three straight years. It sucks. You would hope that maybe the next coach can go six and six in this first year. But right now, you're probably looking at not making a bowl game for the third straight year. And it's frustrating. I understand if you're a Spartan fan, but it's something. It may be a necessary evil. We'll have to wait and see. Also, I do believe that you probably cannot keep a lot of staff. And, 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 and the reason being is, like, it. why did it take Jay Johnson all of this time to realize who Malik Carr was and get him the ball? It, it's you play your best players and you come up with schemes. And had you come up with these types of schemes last year, I think Michigan State wins more games. This year, Michigan State wins more games. He tried an Iowa game and then Malik got hurt and then Malik just came back. But why, why did it take so long? This is why. Now, I do think Harlan Barnett, for everything that he did, he's a lifelong Spartan. 
Harlan belongs on this next staff. Everybody else, that's up for the coach. That's That would be my only holdout if I was Allen to say, hey, I need Harlan Barnett to have some type of a job position on this staff for what he did, especially getting this team not to quit, not to fold up their tents. And he went to Indiana with, I think, 47 scholarship players, and they managed to scrounge out a win. Hopefully this coach comes soon for Michigan State because you got to hit the – you're not going to get a ton of recruits. Your biggest thing is to try to retain Nick Marsh because I think Nick Marsh is going to start from day one, the River Rouge wide receiver, headed to the Army All-American game. Well, the American – the All-American game. Army's not sponsoring him anymore. But the next coach is going to have to hit the portal hard and really bring in about 25 to 30 players. And of the 25 to 30 players – Hopefully you can find 10 to 12 starters of those 25 hit the ground running the schedule. It's not pretty for Michigan state fans sitting in the seats, but I think it's a necessary schedule because you're playing teams that give you a fighting chance at maybe getting to 500. You got Ohio state at home and that's it. Your other games at home are all games that they could maybe 50 50 game so we'll see anything new happens with michigan or anything happens with the michigan state coaching search i will be back i'm going to be talking with howard we're going to give you a breakdown on wednesday instead of thursday we're going to do ours on taping on wednesday so until then guys thank you for watching the five star zone i'm your host rico beard keep liking keep subscribing keep downloading keep telling your friends you can get this on the odyssey or Apple, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast, Keep subscribing, keep liking, keep doing everything. Keep this thing going. I appreciate you all. If we don't talk, but we should, have a great Thanksgiving. But we're going to see me again. I'm going to try and get Howard on on Wednesday. So until then, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for watching the Five Stars Home.